The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. After his 34 years at Virginia Tech and 21 years leading the Department of School of Communications, uh, Dr. Bob Denton has decided to retire, but he's more busy in retirement, we've stated many times, it seems, uh, because he's got a television gig. He, of course, is kind enough to be on our program occasionally here, and he is on the phone right now to discuss some national politics with us. Good morning, Dr. Bob. Well, good morning. It's always good to be with you. Yeah, always good to have you. So uh, we don't even know where to start some days. Uh, I know I know where to start. <laughs> I know where to start. So She's been taking notes, who Dr. Do you Bob. Think, who do you think this is describing? Embellishes narratives. Folkiness veering on folklore. Have you read the New York Times piece on our president? I have not. Oh, well. It's a treat. I have not. I, I, it I, is folklore. It, it, it is folklore. <laughs> the, the things that he gets a pass on in the mainstream media just blows my mind. That's what, that's what they call, you know, saying that the son that we know full well did not die in Iraq, died mm-hmm. in Iraq. Right. It's an embellished narrative. But, you know, it's Joe. And, and, you know. Have you ever seen this happen with any other president? Well, there's certainly in terms of the uh, what we call legacy media and what have you, and even in terms of the cables, um, there is a, a, a implicit bias, explicit bias, um, and his particular fitness for office was certainly as legitimate as a campaign issue, and certainly will be um, if and when he uh, decides to to run again. Um, but this but isn't it, new, is it? Um, no. He, no, he's always with, done this. Yes, he uh, he has um, going all the way back to plagiarizing from from a speech uh, mm-hmm. years and years ago, saying um, he graduated top of his class. Yes, yes, but you know, it's interesting because for him, it may be what about age, but in terms of Herschel Walker, what is that? I mean, in other words, um, it it. it it seems to be some sort of trend that is a little bit bothersome here now. One seems to be, can be more forgiven. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, some can be more problematic in terms of intentionality. I think Biden gets a little bit of a pass because, look, he, yes, he's already gets confused a little bit, but still at the helm, you know. Yes. Um, and so it's interesting how that issue of competence, which is one of the top three motivators for voting, mm-hmm. um, is an issue there. Certainly will be uh, one of those with him. But he gets more of a pass. There's no question about that. What What do you think world leaders, and I'm specifically talking about, you know, Xi and, and Putin, when he makes his Armageddon comment and it gets leaked out, what, what do you think the take is? Uh, are they are they saying the same things? Well, he's old and, you know, he doesn't know which room he's in, whatever. What what do you think their take is as world leaders? I think, it, quite frankly, um, the public versus the private. Mm-hmm. Um, he certainly was saying things that, um, as you know, I'm highly alarmed. What's the end game? Um, there's a, certainly a difference between tactical nuclear and also uh, major um, um, international kind of, of uh, nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, they would probably say, okay, he's aware there can be escalation. 
to ever even talk about that puts it within the table and considerations. If this, then that is the mm-hmm. chess game. Yeah. And so right now, I, I think it's, we're an incredible uh, dilemma, NATO and all of us. And so where, what is the end game? And what is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And how much more? And right now, it's a little bit of a game of chicken. Mm-hmm. If um, the Ukraine gets has too much success, oh my gosh, that liable to put him in a corner. Yeah, what is the end game? So I think he said privately what many of us are fearing, and I think the international leaders saying, okay, that means that there are plans, discussions, um, strategic discussions going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, taking in all types of possibilities. It should frighten him. The statement that he says means it is discussion within the White House, right. trying to see what the end game is. I think we all should be very much alarmed about it. Yeah. Internationally, it says, oh, my gosh, you're giving legitima- uh, legitimizing the very notion that that might be... Um, an ultimate a possibility. Kind of yeah. Yes. Well, and and let's yeah. not forget this is the man who pointed out who held the football. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and that was years ago. Yeah. That that's in charge here. And and while, you know, Americans may be giving him a pass with his folkiness, um I guarantee you the world stage is not. They know just how incompetent he is uh at this point. But I, but, I think but it is interesting that that he brought this out because it's being talked about in the White House. The, those scenarios. And, and, and I think that was a genuine yeah, goof. Yeah, that was a goof, I yeah. think. And and just like you said, Dr. Bob, the, just the fact that we're talking about it, um, you know, that he let that out. You know, he's been in those meetings, even even though we honestly and I hate to say this, we honestly don't know the man behind the curtain who's really pulling the strings. Um that's kind of scary, not knowing who's really in charge. Well, you know, there's always contingency plans. Right. Um, you know, the the, the the thing about um, five-year plans is that you do it every year. Mm-hmm. You make five-year yes, plans. Sir. And so certainly with the Pentagon, certainly with the um, surrounding talent uh, at the upper levels of the administration, not the appointed, but the career people there, hopefully um, that's where there is um, – I think another level, just like mm-hmm. people argued as it related to Trump. But make no mistake about it, there's contingency plans uh, all the time on yes, this. Sir. As you say, what makes it a little bit scary is, yeah, it's on the table right now in mm-hmm. the planning phase. And that's what scares me, quite frankly. So you mentioned Herschel Walker uh, a little bit ago, and now he's had some scandals. A couple tough weeks for him. For sure. But he appears to be closing the gap despite these scandals, according to a recent poll. What are your thoughts on that? Well, here's the thing. We're about, what, a little over uh, three weeks until the election. Right. Right now, it's not about persuasion, but it's about activation and motivation. It's Mm -hmm. about turnout. Yes, sir. People have already made the decision. Am I going to vote for him or not, despite A, B, C, and D? And the vast majority of those who are going to vote have already decided so now it's about the turnout, and I don't know that these October surprises need, are more effective when they're earlier rather than later, mm-hmm. but in these close races, when you're looking at 2%, 3% that could make the real difference, then every little um, uh, stumping of the toe 
can be problematic. So I think that there he has his very base. It's going to be about the edges right now in Georgia. And indeed, the poll that was released yesterday that I saw, mm-hmm. they had it um, one point. Oh, wow. Which is about the tightest poll that I have seen in terms of Georgia. Now, right. those polls are plus or minus three. Mm-hmm. So that means there's a 6% shift. It could be. Right. But right now, it's not so much about persuasion. I don't know, but that 1% or 2%, each of this drip, 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 right. that's what, when it becomes critical mm-hmm. in a very tight race. We've, we've had some audio that we played with Fetterman, and then NBC, MSNBC specifically, came out and talked about the fact that he couldn't even content, have a conversation, small talk, before they turned on the device that he uses, which helps him decipher what people are saying to him. So they were, I, I give uh, MSNBC's people credit for at least putting that out there to shed a little light. I don't know if they're doing it just to save their own rear ends at this point, uh, Dr. Bob. Well, it's undeniable. Be, I know, I yeah. know it is, but still, we we see what they've done with other candidates and what they did with Joe, who didn't come out of his basement. So it, it's, it's interesting. I'm just wondering what your gut check is on that. I know it's a heavily unionized state. I... I Originally was born there, but moved out when you know when my parents moved in in the late '60s. But uh, I, I'm just curious uh, about this, Doctor Oz. Can he pull in uh, enough votes? Well, uh, this latest uh, MSNBC uh, kind of interview, especially when the reporter said, "Well, even before we had the in general conversation, mm-hmm. it seemed like he quote did not understand me." I'm not sure I would have said that. I think right. that was offering an opinion before you actually can see what's going on. Um, this is just like the, uh, the Herschel Walker and and the other stuff. Will it move the needle? Mm-hmm. It might in terms of those who think about competence. Right. Um, and again, that 2 or 3%, it's all about turnout. Mm-hmm. What did strike me, though, within 24 hours, well, not even 24 hours, the discussion says, wait a minute, we have American with Disabilities Act. He has instruments. What if he was in a wheelchair? Uh, you, you st- he could still be elected. Be careful now because he's only month five, and, and people can recover and continue over the years. Um, if this is, quote, the worst he is, at least he can still do his job with, quote, accommodations. And it's federal law to have accommodations. Yeah. So be careful now what you're saying. <laughs> so immediately, yeah. immediately the issue of competence became very defensive as it relates to accommodations and disability. And that's where we are now, right? Yeah, yeah. And so people are going to either internally say, well, wait a minute, that, that, that is a real issue. Or people say, no, he can survive and do well with accommodations, and it's about the issues. So that was one of the more interesting yeah. things that uh, the interesting case study on this particular issue after the election yes uh, the evolution of it let's let's talk about abortion for a minute is is abortion a fading issue for democrats because it because that thing has played out a little bit and it, and it seems to me that maybe people are gravitating back towards their pocketbook where they normally vote from anyways but is the abortion going to push enough people out there uh, or is that, or is that part of it fading before the election? Well, there's no question that the economy still comes out um, number one. Education is is up there as well. Um, even crime is moving up. If you look at the top five and the top eight, um, economy stands between 
34 to 40 some percent. Mm-hmm. Abortion is, though, also up there in the top. It can range anywhere from 15 percent as a motivator higher. I would say yes, it is a motivator. As a matter of fact, the Kaiser Family Foundation just released a poll yesterday. 50 percent of people, of likely voters, said they are motivated by the Supreme Court decision. Mm-hmm. Women, 53 percent. Democrats, 69 percent. Republicans, just 32 percent. African American community, 62 percent as a motivating for their particular vote. Hmm. When you break it down, even among independents, 49 percent. So, yes, in close races, that two or three percent again, mm-hmm. motivating to get out, because that's what the issue right now is turnout. It's all about turnout now. Yeah. Persuasion's over. Okay. If I'm motivated by abortion, and we see that the segments who are most motivated are Democratic. Mm-hmm. Women overall vote more than men right. by anywhere from 5 to 7%, depending mm-hmm. upon. And indications are that this midterm turnout may be a historic level. Midterms are about 45, 55%. Mm-hmm. Presidential, as you know, is 65 up to 72%. Right. If we start hitting presidential turnout, mm-hmm. then Republicans will not have as many seats whatsoever. And, of course, now they're looking at, uh, depending upon who you look at, they're saying Republicans might pick up 14, maybe 20 seats, rather than the 35 to 40 they were talking about. Okay, in the House. Okay. And the Senate's still a toss-up, I guess, at this point, based on the... Well, I tell you... (laughs) That just boggles my mind. Yeah. It is a (laughs) toss-up. Two difference either way. It could be 50-50, mm-hmm. 51, 49, 51, 40, uh, or 52, 48. Mm-hmm. But is that going to be Democrat or Republican? We don't know. Yeah. And there are seven honest-to-goodness toss-ups. Yes. Real clear politics says there's only two states that are toss-up. All right. Last, so, last, last question here uh, because of time here. I um, Oh, and the question just left my brain. Oh, yes, this was my question. We call that a Biden moment. I had a Biden moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when do you think, how many days or weeks, and I know if Georgia is too tight, they have to have a runoff, so I don't want to count that. Um, when do you think we're going to know what those numbers are in the Senate? The House, I think we're going to get. But what, what, what date? If November 8th is the election, and it is, of course, people have been voting ahead of time. Are we going to know by Thanksgiving? Well, we, we better, or there will be riots in the streets, and mm. I don't want to be alarmist. One of the biggest things about voting integrity is, one, are people who are eligible to vote, are they voting? Mm-hmm. And secondly, does my vote really count? Right. Is it transparent? Can I trust the system? Mm-hmm. Every day past the 8th, that we do not know the winners, and if there's challenges in courts and dispute, it just further tears away a notion of trust and confidence. We got to get beyond that. We got yes, to do sir. better than that. Absolutely. So if we wait till Thanksgiving, I think people will be in the streets. Okay, fair enough, Doctor Bob. <laughs> uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, former director. Uh, of communications at Virginia Tech. We love having you. Have a great rest of your day, sir. You're very kind. It's always fun. Thank you so much. Well, Miss Janet, it's uh, 21 minutes after the hour. We've got uh, we got a lot of listeners who are texting in. They they really think that Oz is going to win. They think Walker's going to win. Interesting. Yep.
Turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m.